I will never forget when I was at her office and I, and I repeated her words all the time in other podcasts. And, you know, they, they, they made me another offer. We talked about doing A, B, and C. But when I said what my goals were, I remember when she looked at me and she said, and they offered me my job like 13 right. times. That was a scary thing. It wasn't mm -hmm. like I just walked in one day and I said, hey, I think about leaving. They're like, God bless. We had many, many conversations, including I felt really valued that a lot of the corporate executives who I got to know over the years had conversations with me to keep me to stay. And I was so grateful for that. But I remember Julie Eisenman, the general manager who's still there now. And, you know, and I'm still advertising at WNEP for my clients now. So yes. I go there, I get to see yeah. these people. She looked at me and she said, hearing where your goals are and what you want to do she's like i think it's time for you to literally go shoot your shot hey friends, hey friends. it's the ryan lucky show This episode has been quite some time in the making. It is all about celebrating and really looking back at the past year. I'm super stoked. Thanks to an incredible team, a super supportive community in Pennsylvania and other groups outside of the state for helping Ryan Lecky Media thrive over the past year. So it's my one year anniversary. I'm like, well, this people are like, well, you got to give us the tea, how business has been going, etc. So why should I have to talk and do this? Right. So I'm going to have one of my uh, top top leaders in the company. Wow. The, I, the one and only e-money eric granaham well i appreciate i appreciate the nice intro because i was afraid people were gonna be like who is that guy why are you just talking to some random stranger so yeah first and foremost he's not a random stranger eric and i have worked together for many many years, many years, many years. uh he was my morning photojournalist when mm -hmm. i worked at wnep tv the abc affiliate based near scranton pennsylvania you worked to meet with me for many many years on lucky live mm -hmm. and then you joined the company like in the summertime yes. and really helped us truthfully get it to the next level so i call you e-money yes i have many nicknames Ma for many nicknames for him e-money is probably the most commonly known yeah but uh there's also one that people are like what um another one is is mum 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 <laughs> right like a mum mum like it's just a it's a sense of home and, and everybody's <laughs> like well, I, I i don't understand like i don't i don't get that one yeah, yeah. i'm like just go with it mum mum mums works e-money e makes Eric. sense because uh my name is spelled e-r-i-c-h and so you get e-rich i get e-rich a lot yeah. so i got e-rich a lot growing up so ryan's like i'm changing that I'm going to make that e-money. E so I'm making it my own. And here we go. Yep. So now we're off. All right. So you actually talked to me about this like many weeks ago. And you're yes. like, well, you know, when we do, we should do a one year anniversary podcast. Yeah. I should be the one to pepper you with questions to talk about, yeah. you know, one, shooting your shot, entrepreneurship, what it's been like, leaving something I did for 21 years and oh, starting, starting mm -hmm. anew. And mm -hmm. I said, whatever you want to ask, I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Nothing's off the table. I like to just think on the fly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I thought, and I really appreciate you giving me the chance to ask you these questions too it, it really I, I do appreciate that right. and at the same time too I, I didn't feel like yeah you should you know be me, sitting though, here. my life's like an open book oh 100 if yeah. i have something in my head it's gonna come out i'm gonna tell you correct like, and it, yeah oh 100 yeah and i feel like me asking you because yeah you don't want to have to be like in third person talking mm -hmm. like you do around the office a lot yeah right? that would be awkward <laughs> and i i don't even know if anyone's gonna be like all right let's talk no. about your one-year anniversary but you said i think there's some interesting things we should point out because a one-year anniversary for a business is a big deal absolutely and also um changing your life after doing the same thing for 21 yeah, years totally that's that's still something that I think people struggle totally. with. Totally. So I know you hate when I bring this up, but um, you were like a cornerstone on WNEP Morning Show. Do um, I have to I, pay you more for saying that? Well, <laughs> well, the, the part that you hate was right. when I mentioned this. I, I remember watching you in middle school, high school. Okay, yeah. now I feel. <laughs> so that's the part I know you hate bringing. And it you up. wonder why I use Botox. <laughs> Botox. Exactly. So it's 
Well, that means a lot too, but yeah, I mean, gosh, you think, right? And I had a career I loved for many, many years. And then people like you're like, I watched you in middle school. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That was the same thing. Like when I first started working with you, I was like, yeah, I remember watching you in middle school and you're like, please stop saying that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, let's uh, not talk about that, but go ahead. You can hit me with any questions you want. No. So I I guess going, um, like you were on this station for 17 years, 17, 17 years. Um, and this isn't an easy decision to just kind of walk away. Um, I know when you told me at first, I was kind of like, oh, Ryan said that. I'm like, okay. It, it didn't even register with me until. Because initially I was like kicking around like, hey, I might try something different. Yeah, like about six months before your deal ended, um, you were kind of saying, I'm thinking about going in this new direction. Yeah. And even at the time I was saying like, oh, okay, okay. And then it was like up until right before I was like, wow, this is actually happening. It, it shocked me even just as, as a viewer before as like even a coworker, I was like, Ryan's been a part of the show for Mm-hmm. As long as I can remember, and it, it, it just you leaving that chunk, it it, it kind of shocked me. As it, I'm sure shocked many many people in the in the area. And I think you also saw the inside uh, tea, so to speak. I was really a mess, oh, um, yeah, emotionally, yeah. in the aspect of like questioning myself so many right. times, second guessing right. everything over the last, you know, three to three months before you know the deal was up. Because I really said, you know, it's one thing, and I and I think the thing I'm so grateful for. I have friends who've worked for companies and they've worked for really bad bosses and they're not happy. I literally worked with people after 17 years who I still talk to a ton of them all the time, like every other day or sometimes daily. Like I love the people I work with and work for. I was just going to say that. I think we got to throw that out right away. It, it was, this was nothing to do with the people issue. No. I, I, we loved everybody that we worked with and I mean, we, they're such a great, talented team um, uh, in front of the camera and behind the scenes yeah. as well. And There's I think so I learned so much there, right? But I think you get to a point after you do the same thing and look, whether that's being, I don't know, say like um, working in a certain accounting firm and having a certain job all the time. You always think like, for me, I was always like, what's around the next corner? Right. And I've always been that way. And, right. you know, I think maybe down the road, I still have other dreams I want to do in addition with this company, Ryan right. Lickey Media, that we're doing because I love it. And we talk about buying new technology and trying new projects projects products i should say Mm because i love that now that we don't have to really answer to uh corporate for certain things if you know we have the funds we go out and do it but i think that's the thing like i was so grateful when i moved to this area you know in 2005 in northeastern and central Mm -hmm. pennsylvania for people who watch outside of the area you know i worked in tv already at an nbc affiliate in johnstown pennsylvania had an amazing experience and some of the people i worked with there ended up in this market like john meyer julie sedoni and i i had like this sense of i i know some people here but more importantly take the 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 work people out of it the people in this community like really gave me this sense of home and that that can be tough to leave when you're interacting or you feel like you're a part of people's mornings every day and i was so grateful for that because when i started really becoming like myself i came out as a gay man right so Mm -hmm. what i really found myself and i felt like authenticity was really like shining through and i didn't have to like hide anymore and i was just me people got that and I think what I love, they they were okay with my craziness because you knew when I hit the door in the morning, I was ready to rock and roll. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's one quality that you have is once it, you're always looking for the next step. And even when it was planning for the morning show, you were always looking to, okay, how do I plan this out? How do I make this work? Like, what questions do I ask? And then the, the thing that people never saw behind the scenes is what you really did was you were helping plan that show and, and like days out. Like we were sometimes months, sometimes months out. And, but like, as soon as like the show ended, it wasn't like, okay, I get to go home and relax. No, you were on the phone planning for three weeks out trying to, to make all that happen. And I think, and that kind of, and you kind of touched upon what my first question was going to be. And I think we can kind of lead back into it. 
Uh, so with the pandemic, I know you kind of referenced that as kind of a big awakening for you, like a lot of people. So I know you were kind of, you know, the thought was in your head of possibly leaving, you know, a couple years ago, but how did the pandemic kind of change your mindset on that? Well, I think first and foremost, right, and it's a credit to you, we really learned how to do our job really well by utilizing technology because when the pandemic first hit and we were out of you know, a newsroom and nobody was seeing each other every day. And we're still trying to turn engaging, heartwarming stories. You know, we were really the gig that we had in the morning, Lecky Live, like when I worked at WNEP, was really community based, right? Connecting people to each other. Um, and it, all of a sudden, you know, here we would be with, it could be five people in the morning or 450 screaming kids from a middle school. Oh, yeah. And we didn't have that. The pandemic right. went boop, that was yeah. gone instantly. So we had to get creative. And remember we when we started, we, we had our days were like 15 or 16 hours hours sometimes yeah. they were insane they, they were, were non-stop because we were figuring out how do we do this with google drive how right. do we transcribe our sound bites how do we work this who's approving this piece how do i track it it was yeah, i it, didn't know how to track a news story in my closet no no and, and even us like and, and i think the one challenging part for us was where we used to go out into the community and get video mm -hmm. either from people like just kind of being there that went away so we had to really figure out okay how do we still tell these stories effectively but at yeah. the same time you know make it interesting and so like we we learned like online cloud services and sharing videos. so like you yeah. said it was, and you it was taught a change me a lot. i always tell people you're like the younger brother i never had and mm -hmm. i sincerely mean that because there's certain things that are my wheelhouse and there's a lot of stuff that you handle that's not mine right and that's why we say right. even with this my new company now celebrating one year it's, it's crazy to think about that man time just zipped by we went from like me and a few part-time I remember we had an amazing girl who came into my life at the right time, Kaylin Bouse. Yes, right. Yes. She came into my life at the right time. She was super organized, helped me streamline stuff for the company. We had a few clients at the time. You weren't with us full time, part time at the time. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, like, is this going to work or am I going to flop? I knew I was going to die. I had a great support system right. at home, right? Like my partner, Matt. But ultimately, I just said it was just time to do something different, but take the skills. And here's the one thing. Like, you know, everyone, you know, we always say, and I believe in this, never speak ill of your, like, last employer. Oh, absolutely. And I only have the utmost respect totally. for the people I worked with here because literally I felt like I went through journalism boot camp. And when I was brought to this area in 2005, I had three job offers in the country. At the time, I sent out 68 resumes and VHS tapes. Do you remember what those look like, VHS tapes? Y yes, yes. I, I did use okay. VHS. I'm not so that old. I'm I had 68 resumes and VHS tapes out. And this was back in the day when employers, I'll never forget, would send postcards. We received your material. However, we decided to move in a different direction. I literally, rejection letters could have wallpapered a small bathroom. And it was a wake-up call to me because right. I thought, gosh, when I was 18 to 21 and I was working at an NBC affiliate, also with a lot of amazing people at WJC-TV, my first job, who really worked with me and trained me and like knew like I had such a zest for it. Yeah. Um, like I knew, like I learned a lot there, but when I came here, holy smokes, it was reporter boot camp. Oh yeah, absolutely. And my first news director here at the time was Dennis Fisher. And he's like, you know, you're going to learn a lot here. And I'm thinking like, I've been doing this for four years. Holy smokes, right? <laughs> the stuff that was ingrained into my head and the bosses I got to work for, like I can't say enough. I worked, I mean, for the longest time, I worked for a news director, Carl Abraham, for yes. many, many, many mm -hmm. years. And the guy literally, I think I still would still be there if he was still there because we always found a way to make things work. He always let me right. level up my career game, try new things. And the general manager, Chuck Morgan, was phenomenal. But it just came to a point, right, where, you know, I just looked at stuff and I hope I'm landing the plane on the right one runway because you asked me another question. I think <laughs> I'm like, do you, do you know my attention span is like a hummingbird. <laughs> yeah. So in any case, like thinking, you know, I did that for a while, but I really wanted to take those skills I learned from Reporter Bootcamp right, and right. bring them into my own media company because 
storytelling wasn't just on broadcast anymore. Of course, we were telling stories on social media. We were right. starting to do stuff for digital, meaning like the website from the news station when we were when I worked there. But then I was like, wow, this stuff can play anywhere. Right. And you're looking at people on YouTube, not us, by the way, people making like $55,000 a month off their YouTube yeah, channel, yeah. right? And, and and maximizing their, their brand on social media and capitalizing on that money, but doing what they love, telling stories. And it could be telling stories around the makeup products right, they use, right. telling stories around the hair gel they like. And for me, I've always been a storyteller. I've always been a creative guy, but I just literally was saying like, what's next? And you know, we had these conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm, I admit it now. I'm 40 now, hopefully like 25 in Brotox years if you see me in person. But I didn't want to look back and I told you I covered enough snowstorms in my life and I mm-hmm. didn't want to be in my 40s, 50s, 60s, getting up at two in the morning anymore, going to bed right. at six, covering the same stuff. And also there's been this huge shift in the industry. Yes. Just like newspapers experience. Right. Television and broadcast, when you think of traditional broadcast, is going through it. And a lot of companies, and kudos to Tegna who owns WNP, there's also Nexstar who owns right. BRE and YOU, at least in this market where we are, they've really kept up with it for streaming, mobile services, right? And feeding that out there. But for me, I was like, I want to try something else to be able to do my own YouTube channel. Right. And that, and that kind of leads perfectly into my next question. Um, so when you work for, and it's not just WNEP, but any media company, yeah. there's always a contract that you got to sign. And I know you were getting other opportunities where you were like, you know, I want to be able to help you out with this, either in speaking engagement or jump on this podcast or do this commercial, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, this is because of the ironclad contract. Right. So was that probably another reason why you were thinking of moving Yeah, I on. was done. I was yeah. done. I, I was under contracts for 21 years. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to know if you don't, and this is, I have friends who still work in radio, right? And, right. and there's, and then I have friends in, who work at the networks um, in, in New York and, and stations all over the country. When you work for any media outlet, right? The right. way the contracts, and hopefully the game's changing because the FCC's looking at a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of judges, which kudos to them, consistently throw out non-competes right. to prevent people from working elsewhere. I think non-competes are terrible, and here's why. If you have a producer at a television station, and we have a, I mean, I know a lot of people around the country who are making, wait for it, 35000 yeah. or 38000 a year, right? Right. That amount of money, and you are miserable at your workplace, and you don't like where you work, maybe you don't click with the manager, because look, I had the gold ticket, like in a way, I worked my butt off, but I had the best like leadership team I got to work right. with, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't sunshine and rainbows every day. I got my butt chewed out a lot of times, of but course. I deserved it. So shout out to Carl, because Carl Abraham kept me in check as a news director. Right. Dave Crisanda, the executive producer who I worked with for years, who's now working yeah. on the team. And like you said, those times when you get a stern talking to, it makes you learn, too, and and, and they it, it, they it, would tell yeah. me something once and I never did it again. Right, right. Um, but I needed that, right? Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I think the way sort of management has gone in some companies, maybe it doesn't work the way like how I got chewed out in 2005. Right. But let me tell you, they told me something once and it clicked and it made me better. And it, it, you know, and, and I always say like, I'd rather be right than first. And it just made you a better journalist overall. But coming back to the non-competes, you know, I know people who've worked in television markets who are making 35000 a year, $38,000 a year. Mm-hmm. For their starting gigs, right? right and if right. you have somebody like that and they're under a contract and you're like, this isn't working for me, a lot of companies will still uphold those non-competes and threaten right. to sue somebody who's only making 38K a year. Mm-hmm. So really, the fear of not being able to afford an attorney to be able to figure a way out of this, they just go with it and they have to live with it. And I really feel for these people because if they're only making that you know amount of money, and that is tough these days with inflation and everything else. And I know some reporters who are starting out at 32000 a year in, in a very small markets. Right. If 
if you're not comfortable with where you are and you're trying to get somewhere else, or maybe you just want to go to another station in that market because right. your family is yeah, there. Because the one thing, like, it may yeah. be confusing for people that don't understand the industry. Non-competes essentially mean you can't jump to another station within the current market that you're already in. Yeah, my non-compete was for one year. Right. Right. So I couldn't go from an ABC affiliate to an NBC or CBS without waiting for that one year to right. be up. Within, now, within the Wilkes-Barre yeah. Scranton market. Now, yeah. I do want to say there's there's ways around that with first right of refusal and contracts, and that's when lawyers get involved. Right. But I really think now, especially in, in the television broadcast industry, they should throw out non-competes. Because if yeah. there's not a work environment where people want to feel like they're thriving, where they're growing, where they're learning, and when they're compensated, right. that I think also makes the corporations and the employers step up, employers step right. up their game to retain people. Because if you're paying somebody 32 a year, say, at their first job, but maybe the NBC down the street is going to offer them 62, right. and they get to stay in the hometown where they grew up, like, why shouldn't you be able to live and work right. where you're happy? And I think, yeah, like you said, and I think a side effect of that is in order to you know possibly make more or to be happy, you have to keep moving around. You have to either move mm-hmm. or you quit and take yes. a job outside of the industry. Correct. And I saw people do that. You know, mm-hmm. I know people, and it's not only in Pennsylvania. I have friends in other markets in Virginia and Florida who literally would just quit the news business and go into PR because they're like, I am. I don't want to be under a non-compete. My whole family's here. I have two kids. They're married, whatever. Right. And, and that's the way it goes. And then people leave the industry. And right now, broadcast you know, television news, like a lot of companies, are uh, spitting blood to find employees. And right. good employees they can retain and keep. Right. right. And, and I do want to say, though, too, it's not just broadcast. There's a no. lot of industries that are struggling to hire people. And I hear it all the time. Like, you know, I was, gosh, at, shopping the other day with my mom. And the, and the lady's like, do you guys know anybody wants to work here? And, you know, I think there's also a different work ethic among certain people these days. And, and some the pandemic did change a lot of people. I'm right. going to say there's still people out there hustling and crushing it. But right. there's also people I'm amazed at the amount of friends I have who run companies who will just get ghosted by employees and they just don't come to work and they just quit and don't show up. Right. So I feel if you can provide a work environment, people are thriving, growing, you can compensate them well, give them incentives because I didn't have a lot of incentives where I was. Right. And in the industry, like when you sign a contract in television, you might have a one year, two year, three year deal. You know exactly what the raises are each year. So even if I don't know, you land all these exclusive interviews, which I hit a lot of big interviews during my career right that people were going after and i landed the first one with them you never got like a pay bump at the end of the year like some executives might at a at a bank or whatever right right so i was just like and it wasn't even just about the money for me like i was well compensated and i love the people and what he did but i just think whatever industry you're in you look back and say do i want to do this another five ten years and if the answer is yes go for it like i have yeah. a lot of people in my life who love their jobs i know some people and i think gary vaynerchuk gary v he yeah. had a youtube clip about this and on instagram and some of the happiest people he knows are making 40k a year they have a great work-life balance etc and then you also know people are making six figures or millions a year and the stress never ends and right. It's like, why are you doing this? So I think you have to find whatever industry you're in is find that happy balance. And I know you asked about the contract and I kind of went off topic. (laughs) But I really think nowadays, if the work environment is a place where people are growing, thriving, they feel compensated, they can raise a family, they can live and do that. And look, I want to do more for the team we have, because I'll be honest, I mean, we're not paying everybody six figures a year here and stuff. And we want to get to that point. But I just think and I see it with some people in the industry, not only here in Pennsylvania, but beyond who are just like that's 
sometimes they're only out. And, and the right. other thing I hated about the contract and the way it was written, you could be fired if you changed your hair color mm-hmm. or appearance mm-hmm. without permission. There was a it lot was of It was so that restrictive. And I remember yeah. you telling me about that. So like, you couldn't do this. You couldn't start a podcast in your this. basement if yeah. you wanted to. Couldn't yeah. do the Amazon Prime show that I just did, right? right. There's a right. lot of restrictions. Uh, the consultant with Julie Sedotti, I just appeared in the yes. clip that cut my talking part. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, or um, some fun commercial work I did for right. Fidelity Bank in Dunmore, Pennsylvania yes. recently. Because I love them. And I just want to work with all different groups. And I think for me, um, as we always joke, like my friends, Tom Williams, who I worked yes. with for many years, always says nobody puts baby in the corner. And I just was like tired of that. But I was so grateful for the opportunities. Like I had amazing opportunities in my last chapter. I had right. amazing bosses and people I worked for who I learned so much for. But then on the flip side, I wanted to do A, B, and C. But I also knew industry standards was A, and right. I wanted to do B. So they just didn't click. Oh, totally. So now kind of going to like when you were thinking post WNEP career, um, this exactly. So I want to mean this. I mean, Ryan, like media wasn't quite in your first thought. I know you were thinking about possibly other things and this might've been a yeah. side par thing at first, but what caused you to kind of ch- change that direction and kind of make this your full-time uh, gig now? So what I started doing, cause I knew I just said, you know what, there's a lot of stuff I want to do. And, and after 21 years of just doing news, fires, car crashes, snowstorms, mm-hmm. I didn't have to do a ton of that in my gig. I had a lot of the fun, happy go lucky community stories, special projects I got to work on, yes. exclusive interviews with people. I remember the, remember the one state trooper who survived mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, a horrible shooting in the Poconos and, he, and, and everybody wanted to talk to him, but being yeah. able to build trust, friendships, relationships with people who would allow you to tell those stories that meant the world for me. I never took that for granted. And I don't, today the clients and people we're working with now to be able to tell their stories across digital platforms plant their ads on streaming mobile devices right build them new websites right creative copy for their sites right right? like i'm still doing a lot of what i did before but i'm not like under any restrictions but to hit to come back to what you said no i didn't envision where we are today and i think we're just getting started Mm -hmm. and it's like blown up in the last year where we went from like maybe me and a part-timer to me four other full-timers uh three to four other part-timers who are amazing editors and everybody on the staff has just been incredible incredible. and and look and i always say you know for the most part when we started we were building the plane as we were flying it oh, and coming back to what yeah. i said earlier with that woman kaylin i made met uh met who we still stay in touch kind of helped me land the plane refix a few things and get it back off the ground to organize and streamline and we're still streamlining a lot of stuff oh, totally. and we're rolling you know we finally rolled out this employee handbook and like we're really drilling down we're like i'm like oh my god we're like a real business now yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. um but no like to come back to your question i got i finished my phd in 2020 because i thought you know what I'm, maybe i want to go into education and then freelance on the side right because right. in in teaching, when you're in academia, you can work on a lot of projects that are specific to the field you're teaching in, but you're not under an ironclad contract that right. can tell you can't go shoot a commercial, you can't do this. So that was sort of my get. I wanted to get my education so I could go in and teach because I taught for many years with my master's, but I was like, just so I have it as a backup. Maybe I'm going to consult. Maybe right. I'm going to do media training. And there's so much I still want to do. But then this started evolving. You come on full time, I'd say probably six months after we started the business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing I've been blessed with i have met so many amazing rock stars in my last chapter who are now part of the new chapter whether in a full-time or part-time capacity and i think where i feel so grateful for are these are people who always had my back 
and oh, I have their back. And these are people who know me inside and out. And these are people who are able to call me out on my BS yeah. if I think something should be one way. You know, um, one of my one of our colleagues uh, who's on the team, Colleen, who I've worked with for mm-hmm. 18 years, you for many, many years, yes. Dave Kersand, I mentioned, who was our executive Former producer executive I worked producer, with. Yeah. These are people who always like looked out for me, but we had each other's back. We had hard conversations at times if things didn't work. But those are the people I want around me. One, people who are smarter than me mm-hmm. in certain aspects, and one that people, um, they're going to just, they're going to tell you what you uh, should hear and not what you need to hear. And that's right, what I think right. has, has led to the success of the company. Not me, right. but like the team. But I always say, too, I think if there's any takeaway message, because of my last chapters, whether it was the start of WJC TV, I always say, you know, one thing always leads to the next chapter in the next season in your life. I would not be where I am had I not had the amazing behind-the-scenes family at WNEP and Tunis Watch 16 and the leadership and the management and the people I got to meet through that job. Right. Because all the people I'm working with now are literally people who I've met 17 years ago who have hired us because they know what kind of storyteller I am, my work ethic, my energy, my attention to detail. And I'm super grateful for that because right. I wouldn't be where I am without that. So I think it's expressing extreme gratitude to that last chapter. And I think what we're doing here will set us up for other stuff down the road. This ain't going away, right? Right, <laughs> right. Gonna, no. I'm going to die on this couch. <laughs> doing podcasts, but in addition to the commercial productions we do, the streaming ads, the pre-roll ads, website building, graphic design work, social media management, that's all going to continue. But I think bringing on different types of people who I've met even through this new adventure who I wouldn't have known before, I'm amazed that it's like I'm trying to build the X-Men of marketing agencies because I really think everybody here, and you could agree with this, everyone has a superpower. Oh, absolutely. And it is insane. Like one of our teammates, you know, Jill and Abby who are on our team are phenomenal at reels, as is Nikki. Like, uh, and just some of these other people who are part of- Shout outs to uh, Zach Ruzgo who uh, helped this podcast. Yeah, Yeah. who helped, literally, and we always knew we wanted to do a podcast with Ryan Lecky Media, and then I met Zach through his wife at the gym, Mm -hmm. and he came in, and he's, he kind of reminds you of a clone of you, right? Because I remember we started getting so inundated, and I'm like, how do we clone you? And I think it was literally, it was God in the universe, literally two days later, I'm at the gym, his wife there she starts explaining everything he does I'm like oh my god that's what I've been looking for yeah and I always say the people you meet in your life could lead you to the next person and I think for me the people I meet in my life I'm not always like oh lead me to the next sales gig or gig right right a lot of I think the thing is relationships matter the relationships I, I built in my last career and the people who I got to learn a lot from right right I'm learning even more for now being their marketing agency um, but everything like sets you up for the next thing Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I guess, and you obviously hit on, on this a lot, like talking to me right now, but, um, in terms of like what it is exactly that we do here. Yeah, I get that question. That? Yeah, because yeah, like, a lot of people in the public are like, uh, like, what are you doing yeah. now? And even when people are asking, like, Eric, you're working with Ryan, what, what is he doing? Yeah, like, can you just explain? I think first yeah. and foremost, I'm so grateful. We have been so extremely busy from the, like, soon as we started that we put a landing page on our website. But right. we've been so busy building all these other companies websites right and some of their websites are 140 pages that we're mining through building (laughs) copy editing all this stuff and i kind of put that less because i was like we're kind of humming along as an agency right right um and then you know by the way the website should be finished hopefully 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 (laughs) in the next uh i don't know a few months when you hear this podcast but the thing is what we do is i always like to say ryan lecky media is the swiss army knife of marketing agencies there's really nothing we don't do but i always tell folks when you hire me 
mm-hmm. you get the team. Yes. And the team of people who have their own superpower, whether right. it's editing, whether it's drone tours, whether it's fly-throughs, whether it's cameras, whether it's reels, TikToks, right. Facebook videos, right? Ad placements, Google ads. Everybody has their own little specialty. And I just wanted to build literally, hopefully like Professor X, yes. like this house, this company where everyone comes together and they could just crush it. Yeah. But we are a full-service ad agency that produces and manages companies' social media platforms. So we will come into your company. We will take over your social media channels, shoot 6K video, which you really don't need for social. But we make sure we give you the we best We want to give quality. you the best quality yeah, possible. multiple yeah. cameras, motion graphics in there, music, because we really feel as though we, uh, we want to Im- improve the employee engagement, the employee morale within a company, and a great way to do that not only internally, but to show externally, like, here's the cool stuff going on in your backyard. Right. So that's how we initially started. And some of my first gigs, by the way, that I got right out of the gate, like, remember, I had, I said goodbye Memorial Weekend yes, in, yes. in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one day off from work. And the next Sunday that, like, I literally had one day off from work. I was working mm-hmm. with the great Roba family. Yes. Roba family farms and Lakeland Orchard and Cidery based in northeastern Pennsylvania. I worked with them, like, on the morning show for 17 right, years doing right. stuff. But when they heard about what I was doing, like super shout out to them. They gave me a shot. Then there was other clients that started like Northeast Rehab, who I worked with before. And just so many other groups like Horgan, Kluger and Quinn, the law firm, because I was working with their attorneys to figure out my business plan. And shout out, by the way, to Joe Kluger, my business attorney. I love the guy from HKQ. He's phenomenal. And I literally wouldn't be where I am today with contracts, with um, what we're doing without him. And he's been such a a great help. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And And then they became one of our clients. And when he was helping me, they weren't a client at the time. But I've just learned so much from all these people I've worked with. But we also do, speaking of Northeast Rehab, we do internal marketing videos. And what I mean by that, if you're in a doctor's office waiting room and a lot of healthcare companies all over the country, they have really cool services. But sometimes you're just in there and you're like, oh, I just have this nagging issue in my rotator cuff. But they might also have acupuncture, PRP uh, for, you know, platelet-rich replacement therapy, right, to regrow your hair or something else. Or they might offer Botox or this or that. Um, And that's, you know, with Northeast rehab they were doing a ton of great stuff within their company and we kicked around some ideas and said yeah let's do some cool internal videos and we produce those for them but those are people i've known for 17 years who i think the world of but you know um they brought us in to do some of that stuff so so social media management production internal marketing videos website design graphic design we do full scripting services so we love to come in we come very prepared where we will script out commercial um shoots in their entirety everything from the shot sheet to what people are saying and i think the cool thing is all these great writers i worked with for 17 years wicked fast writers and i think what makes us different than a lot of other marketing agencies and production houses we are lightning fast because my team i want to say the team i'd say is 80 percent former news people now look the people we've hired out of out of school who've graduated uh recently in the past year they're already at that caliber they're already like they're working at that speed because they they know that's like what we expect and what we do. But I think that's the coolest thing working with former news people is because one, um, we were notorious for getting to a scene and sometimes you would have seconds to compute, digest information, right. 
figure it out and then convey that information to other totally. people. And really I think quick. that was one of the quick, like, kind of headlines for us when we started was like, we, we work under deadlines a lot. Huge, but Huge and deadline, everybody like has same deadlines. Same day of deadlines. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we do turn stuff in a day or a few right. hours. But for us, like, we worked in that industry for me 21 years. And to turn a story and copy, like, super, super fast, yes. it was like, you didn't have to think about it. But of course, right. there are commercials, like ones when you have to recreate, like we did recently, a nighttime driving commercial. And you have to have the car shake and you have to have it lit even though it's in the daytime we black out a garage and we have green screens and projectors and all this stuff those commercials there's a little bit more bandwidth involved and they take a little bit longer but i mean we're doing things now that i never thought i would be a part of and it's kind of cool and i mean speaking of youtube where a lot of people watch our video podcasts we would see what other creators around the country would do and we are constantly looking at the latest research for social media analytics and engagement how do we boost those platforms and studying the algorithms and everything else but we just want to like deliver to people did i cover everything we do you cover pretty much everything then, we do there. And then there. also, still photography now we launch. Yes, yes. Food photos. There's amazing restaurants yes. in uh, Pennsylvania and beyond. Yes. So if anyone's looking for incredible food photos, professional headshots for corporate, we're not really doing the senior picture route or <laughs> right, like prom right. photos. That's not us. But we wanted to do that because the more we did it, you know, we have amazing people on the team. And it's not me, but like people like you, Abby, Zach, who are on our team, who have a passion for still photography and are good at it. I'm like, what are we, why are we not doing this? Right. And that's, I think, the best thing about owning your own small business. Look, I want people to know, like, yes, we're celebrating your anniversary. It is very scary because the more you grow, right, yeah. you you have like, quote unquote, you got mouths to feed, right? <laughs> yeah. People depend on a paycheck. So that was, I think when I started, right, like I told you there was days, sometimes they were like 15 hour days. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. we were figuring out like a workflow, an organization. And I was thinking, and I've talked to so many other small business owners, including, you know, a friend of mine who runs FitAF Nutrition, Jordan Galasso, right. who was like, it's going to be normal. And he told me before I started, he's like the first four to six months, right. you're going to be working 14 hours a day. And you're going to think, why did I quit this steady paycheck? Right. Um, and and this was something insurance. brand new for you too. Yeah, like, totally. Like, like, like running like a you business. Can, yeah. You can run Please. it. And I know yeah. you, you can be in front of a camera or talk to people like in your sleep. Like this is nothing that, that even bothers you, yeah. but this is something that was a whole other uh, yeah. level for you. Yeah. And like having a friend who had a small business, he's like, get ready for it. And literally people, what they told me was going to happen really happened. Right. Cause I didn't start with hey, now we have a team of like nearly 10 people. Right. It, it, it did not look like that. Um, and then also I think what really helped me as well from the gate, getting connected to the right people. So we talked about the lawyer at HKQ, Joe Kluger, who I love, but also like my business manager, Debbie Perry, who like I'm great at going out, I think, and engaging with people. And I really want to identify what companies, what your problem is, find the solution. And really where, where marketing is today and building a brand, it's around storytelling. Cause gone are the days where it's like, it it felt like you were watching like um, an infomercial. People were just clubbing over that. Like, Hey, you need help with this law firm? Call us. Like we are still storytellers at heart. And I definitely think that makes us different. And look, there's a lot of great, marketing agencies um, in Pennsylvania where we are who I've got to meet and know and they have teams of people bigger teams than ours and I've learned from those people I think the coolest thing and the one thing I would say and I hope if somebody's looking to start a small business and if they need help I don't even care if it's a marketing agency right? right like to be willing to have that conversation and offer advice because so many people were there for me oh, yeah. when I was ready to go out and shoot my shot there's tons of resources out there to to, to help you out like you're not on your own with this and I no. think and, yeah. and anybody who's really thinking of doing this i mean look into it there there's plenty of options out there like you said you you have plenty of help along the way you didn't just do this myself and go i'm just gonna start a business yeah and because it was a lot it was a lot of thinking it was a lot of work a lot goes into it and and you don't really realize that until like you said you kind of get started and you're like oh there's 
this. And, yeah. oh and look, God, I want people yeah. to know, like, it looks, there are days, like, I love this moment on the couch, chatting with you, mm-hmm. having Zach here, kind of working on this. Our other team is out hybrid right now. They're editing content. And I feel like, okay, we're, we're in a good flow today. And we, yeah. everybody has their jobs to do. And we're checking things off the list. But there are days where things are overwhelming. And when, oh, absolutely. And, when, and I know you've been there, but we have 12-hour mm-hmm. days. And yeah. sometimes you think, like, I literally could stay at this office for the next uh, five days straight and yeah. work 24 hours. And there's sometimes you feel like you're not caught up. Right. But right. I've been able, um, because of the people who've been brought in my life, even like a CPA, Josh Murphy, who we're working mm-hmm. with, to really guide you on when to hire more people, yeah. what you can pay people, how to compensate people better. And I think that's the biggest thing. And look, you know, where I want to do a better job of, because um, I know there's there's some things I, I suck at, right? Like right. I, sometimes I'm like, we need to do blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. I'm like, well, let's do this. And you're like, wait a minute, you just yeah. told me 20 different things. So I think it's, but what's great, the people I have on my team who I've worked with for many, many years will mm-hmm. be like, okay, you need to hold it a second and yeah. you need to tell me what we need to tackle. And I love that, right? Because right. I think when you work in corporate, some people, it's not like people are insubordinate or disrespectful, no. but I think everybody keeps us on the same page. But right. things I want to be better at are team building exercises and taking our team out and right. doing things that like, look, I had a great run at my last job, but we didn't do a lot of team building exercises. Right. We didn't have a lot of outings. And that right. was at my first TV station, my last one. There wasn't a lot of like, hey, let's all go do this right. together as a company thing. And, and I think the one reason why I know one of the main reasons why I made the jump is kind of like what you said before, where you were at your old career, you were saying, you know, I was looking for a new challenge and I, yeah. and I felt the same way too. And and here we, we constantly innovate. We're, we're constantly, uh, constantly, doing, constantly yeah. buying new equipment. We're, we're doing and, and trying to improve right. ourselves and trying new uh, techniques that we, we learn all the time. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I'm sure many of our other people love working here because it's one of we're able to keep building and and keep challenging ourselves and just keep gaining new skills and and because that's the one thing and i know with my other jobs too and believe me i've loved them all but it it almost kind of feels you get a little samey and you almost want to kind of keep going and keep growing and and the future i think that's the thing i would say to people and i've said this on multiple podcasts right and it was actually so even though i work for two of the same people for many many years Mm -hmm. right um Carl Abraham and Chuck Morgan, who's the general manager at WNAP. Yes. Two people who are phenomenal to me. Um, when they retired, you know, they had some new leadership there. And the general manager, she's still there at WNAP. She was phenomenal to me as well. Julie yeah. Eisenman's her name. And I will never forget when I was at her office. And I, and I repeated her words all the time in other podcasts. And, you know, they, they, they made me another offer. We talked about doing A, B, and C. But when I said what my goals were, I remember when she looked at me and she said, and they offered me my job like 13 right. times. That was a scary thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I just walked in one day and I said, hey, I think about leaving. They're like, God bless. We had many, many conversations, including I felt really valued that a lot of the corporate executives who I got to know over the years had conversations with me to keep me to stay. And I was so grateful for that. But I remember Julie Eisenman, the general manager who's still there now. And, you know, and I'm still advertising at WNEP for my clients now. So yes. I go there, I get to see yeah. these people. She looked at me and she said, hearing where your goals are and what you want to do, she's like, I think it's time for you to literally go shoot your shot right and then ever since she said that like i do repeat it a lot but shout out to her because that's where i heard it from and she was right oh totally and she's like you can stay you can come back but she's like you you need to go do what's on your list oh totally and and to me i was like it was almost like not a blessing that i was looking for but it was sort of another nudge to be like i'm doing the right thing oh absolutely. and again i tell people too to other clients and i've told my own team this and i mean it um, I don't want to lose anybody here, right? right? But right. if an opportunity comes your way, I would say this to people, whether you're running a bank, a television station, you're running a healthcare facility. In the day and age, too, where people, some companies are struggling for employees, right? Right. Um, good employees. 
you know, I think companies would never say like, look, if an opportunity comes your way, that maybe they're going to pay off your student loans. They're going to give you a six figure salary. You're going to only have to do X a day and that's it. And it works for you. If you were great to me, we had a great working relationship. I know like your hustle, I'll be the first person to write you a letter of recommendation. I would hate to lose that person. But for me, I was blessed to have people in my life who supported me and said, like, you got to go live your dream. And I'm living my dream. And I'm living my dream with the people I love. Like, we have a freaking blast. Oh, absolutely. Like, sometimes I go home and, you know, and I'm just like, wow, that was a really cool day. Like, when we did a recent shoot, creating a nighttime driving scene and, like, lighting it and figuring out. And we're all trying to figure it out. And not necessarily on the phone, but but you see the final product. We know what the final product needs to look like, but we're learning new ways sometimes to get to it. Yeah. And And, and, And it is amazing to see because it's stuff that you never really thought about before so last question and we'll kind of start wrapping it up uh yeah, so the time cues are coming eric's like <laughs> yeah. wrap it up because you know me i can keep oh, going oh yeah oh my gosh yeah it'll never stop unless they right, give me right. like a snap sign. yeah yeah but uh so in terms of like a lot of people like when you originally left um a lot of people were like is ryan i think ryan's gone he's gonna be leaving the area clearly you're starting a company here that's not happening yeah i've been a year in this in northeastern pennsylvania right where i started my company but we're working with people all over pennsylvania we've also traveled we shot some stuff outside of the state totally so i guess my main thing is how is this i mean and you're not from this area originally you're from johnstown as many as you've said many times so how has this area like really been ingrained in you and what has this area really given you and like, why did you choose to stick around? Well, I think the biggest thing is when I moved to northeastern Pennsylvania in 2005, right? I'm originally from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I still have my sister lives there. My nieces live there. And Johnstown is such it's still special to my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And I lived there. I left Johnstown when I was 21. Right. So I started in television at 18, going to school full time, pretty much working in TV full time, left in 01. And when I left, I did everything from weather to anchor. And I was like, OK, I got all this experience. I'm ready to go. And then I came here and I thought I like I got my stuff together. And they're like, uh, no, you don't. And here's how you're going to fix it. Right. And I am so grateful for the people who I got to work with. These rock stars. Many of them are still there. Some people went on other chapters and it was literally a family. But I think the thing is. Coming back to what you're asking, is this area, after you spend now like 18 years, right? For me, it's always given me this feeling of home. And and I sincerely mean that. I had that feeling of home in Johnstown, but I moved to northeastern Pennsylvania in 2005 in the Scranton area. And I definitely know my job helped me get to know a lot of people really quick. So I made friends really fast. I knew what gyms to go to and other stuff, and that was super beneficial. But I think the thing that I'll never take for granted is the fact that people let you into their homes or right. on their mobile devices for 17 years. And I was always the kind of guy, you know me, like I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll talk to anybody. Like people wouldn't be scared to approach you at the grocery store and they might tell you like, you know, I think you drink too much coffee the more if you can just dial it back, right? Or um, I disagree that that burger you showed the other day on television was great because I think this other place is better. I love that people in this area especially are so freaking real mm-hmm. and so authentic. They're not afraid to tell you how it, it is you know when i would call for a dentist appointment like i got that you know this is why i love people hey you know i love you like but um why'd you you had your hair blonde i hated it i know other people liked it but i just want to tell you i didn't like it and you almost felt like family and that is the most important thing like in this area this it is such a sense of home and you have people who will call you out on your crap even yeah. if you didn't meet them and i that's what i love about this area but i think the other thing is um you know, I built these relationships with folks and they allowed me to launch this company, right? With their right. support. 
and I think we're we just keep taking off. I'll never take that for granted. And this northeastern and central Pennsylvania, where I spent a huge chunk of my broadcast career, I would not be where I am today without the amazing people, the mom and pop shops, the people who signed the first contract with me mm-hmm. to work with, and the people I got to know over the past 17 years who then brought me into their healthcare company or other businesses, their law firms. Right. And now I'm representing people in a different way. Like for a while, I was obviously representing the station, but now I'm representing clients, right? Right. right. But I think that's the biggest thing that this area, because people thought right away, as soon as I left in Memorial Memorial Weekend of 2022, when I said goodbye to quote unquote broadcast news, right. everyone said he's moving to see his mom in Florida, West mm-hmm. Palm Beach. He's mm-hmm. going to see his mom. Well, fast forward, my mother has left she's, West Palm Beach in Pittsburgh, and she's moving and she's here. She's now here. Yeah, and she's moving here. And the reason for that, as I said, there's no better place I'd ever want to live. And I loved my hometown in Johnstown, Mm -hmm. but here, especially after I came out right as a gay man and the support I had in this area. And you just feel like people have your back and also will call you out on your BS or you just get to know the people who work at the pizza shop or even like sheets. When I go in for a diet too, and you get to know people by their names, Yeah, people are so real here and they're so great. And there's literally, there's no other place I want to ever launch my own company because it's able, it was sort of like a continuation of what I did in my last chapter, just on a different platform. And it's like, it means the world to me when I'm out and people are like, how's your company going? I mean, that's, you've kind of described uh, everybody in Northeast Pennsylvania perfectly. I've, I've lived here my entire life, Swartzville yeah. native. And yeah, that's like you said, they'll tell you how it is. And I love <laughs> that. And don't stop. I mean, you might hate, hate the brown color here, <laughs> you could tell me, right? Like, but I, I, I that's the thing. And if you're going to, you know, launch a company, I mean, you can, you right now you have the opportunity opportunity to work really anywhere with remote capabilities but for me to be able to continue to tell stories in this market that I basically I feel like I was raised again here right yeah um there's nothing better than that and to work with some of the people who I worked with in my last chapter just in a different capacity now who trust me who I get them yeah I literally I feel so grateful for that not perfect I think you've wrapped it up perfectly with a bow there do you feel uh, nervous by the way because you're always on the other side of the camera uh, yeah I, I will say this is definitely uh like you said like where we're, we're superheroes or thing. this ain't it for me that's certainly not you're so. the magician behind the camera correct correct and a lot of people are like why don't I ever see in front of the camera I'm like well this is probably why yeah so and like I said and, and I've always appreciated this opportunity of having me interview you uh in terms of this i told this, you nothing this, was this out of my comfort he zone is like Can't my you younger brother so i was like anything goes <laughs> but truthfully i'm so grateful to you but all the people who have cross yes. paths with me and look there were some people who were with me for the first six months who had worked for their lives and career and then maybe mm-hmm. things changed but everybody came into my life literally when i think of celebrating a one-year anniversary i hope we're doing this again when i'm saying it's my five year it's my 10-year anniversary yes. and maybe we own a building then and we're huge and we're thriving and like it just keeps growing um everybody came into my life at the right reason and right. this company is only able to celebrate a one-year success not because of me but because the team of people we have behind it like right i always say when you hire me you get the team and i really mean that and like literally i'm blessed and i feel grateful to be surrounded by some of the smartest people i know because we're only celebrating one year and we're growing so fast because of people like you people like zach who's manning everything right now Mm -hmm. on this podcast and the other teammates you know yeah um i don't list everybody off but the people who are still a part of this company now everybody has such an important role and and we are where we are today because of them oh absolutely and i mean i've worked with plenty plenty people in this industry i've been in this for 12 years too and i mean the team that we got now they are 
truly talented and it blows and, my mind yeah. it is so cool too by the way you know we have two two i want to say two recent college grads mm-hmm. um you know jill and abby been out of college for a short time but the stuff they've taught me about these different platforms reels instagram yeah. reels and tiktok has blown my it's, mind and then like you said before everything is constantly evolving and i love and, that yeah and i love when they're like hey no you're doing it wrong this is how you do it and i'm like yeah yeah it's insane and and like you said they provide perspective that we never saw and vice versa it's it's and i think it's really cool to have a company made up of all these different ages right so it's not everybody who's in their 30s or everybody's in their 40s we have people you know who are still in college who work for us Mm part-time who we can show stuff and be like look do you think if we're producing a spot targeting you know college age people right do you think you'd connect to this and to get that feedback and you know we value them like it's awesome it's so cool and we have people who are on our team who were you know they thought they were retiring at 65 and i pulled them out of retirement but i get the feedback from them on different types of content and to get different perspective but i think overall it's a message of we're celebrating one year at ryan lecky media but i think it's just immense gratitude to be here for one year and i think like god to look back and say hopefully we can crush this again in like another five years and have another little chat and see where things are absolutely absolutely i mean looking into the future it's looking good and uh, we're hoping to, to keep up that momentum all right, you want me to wrap up the podcast? Yeah, now? yeah, I think you should be able to do that. I think you, Eric Granahan, everybody, e money. Yes. All right, here at Ride Lucky Media. And listen, thank you so much. If we've worked together over the past uh, year, if we've collaborated, we've chatted, listen, thank you for everything. Thanks for taking time just to listen to this podcast. Sometimes you're thinking, like, is anyone out there going to care? <laughs> going to listen? <laughs> and I get a lot of feedback from you. And that means the world when you have so much to choose from. Thanks for hanging out and choosing the RLM crew and the Ryan Lucky show. Peace out, everybody. Thanks again.